Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. These are especially challenging times to be a parent. Changes in school routine and the limits of lockdown, the emotional pressure of everything related to the pandemic and otherwise, not to mention all the normal stuff that goes with growing up, all that puts extra stress on our kids and on us as their parents. Mindfulness mentor Hunter Clark Fields is here to talk about how we can use mindfulness practices to retrain our brains to handle difficult emotions and the importance of self-compassion for parents. She'll share why we resort to yelling and how we can create willing cooperation from our children using skillful communication. And by the way, this episode is not just for people who are raising kids because you are your own best parent, you know? And learning how to talk to yourself, how to raise yourself in a way, is important for your mental and emotional well-being. So are you ready to meet Hunter? Hunter Clark Fields is a Mindful Mama mentor. She's the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, host of the Mindful Mama podcast, and the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Hunter's got more than 20 years of experience in meditation practices and has taught mindfulness to thousands worldwide. You can find out more about Hunter and her work at mindfulmamamentor.com. Hunter, welcome to Out of the fog. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for being here. I, I want to start just by jumping into this is such a, an especially tough time to be a parent, it seems mm-hmm. to me. And I'm wondering what you're hearing from people about what they're struggling with and how we can take better care of ourselves and our kids. Mm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is feeling overwhelmed. That's because parents have been alone with their kids, both parents trying to work, trying to get their kids remote schooling, all of those things uh, for a year, for much longer than we ever thought we would. We've spent way too much time with our kids in some respects, (laughs) you know, where just the constant 24 seven with no help and no reprieve. It's, it's, it's like, you know, that that's been a challenge for a long time because parents and kids kind of live very independently of our support systems in general in the United States. But this really, really exacerbated that. Hmm. How can we take better care of our kids during this time? Because, of course, the parents are freaking out, too. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the key there is to, I mean, taking care of better care of our kids really requires us to be taking better care of ourselves because our kids, especially they need us, especially the little kids who are regulating their emotions through us. They need us to be that grounded element in the family, in the relationship. They need us to be able to calm our reactivity, to be the steady heart and the mind. And that 
requires us to focus on taking care of ourselves to a much greater degree than we may have before. What does it mean to you to be mindful? Well, it, to me, it means to be aware and awake and in this, in this moment, you know, mindfulness can be described as the, the intentional putting our attention into the present moment, but really importantly, with an attitude of kindness and curiosity. And so we're rather than getting lost in our to do's and lost in our thoughts and lost in like, what's next, what's next or distraction with our phones. We're here in our bodies. We're here in our minds. Our bodies and minds are here in the same moment together, (laughs) which can be a little bit rare these days. (laughs) And, and so that awareness is a foundation and a gateway for everything. You know, it, it's it's kind of like the awareness is kind of like um, mindful awareness is kind of like the sun in that, you know, you don't see an immediate change in a flower or a plant as the sun rises and shines upon the flowers and the plants. But this, that shine, that sunshine changes everything about the experience for for everybody, you know, that mindful awareness, it, it really does the same, it has the same kind of effect. You talk in the book about reactive parenting. And I'm, when I hear you talk about that awareness and having your mind and body in the same place at the same time, I'm worried that if you looked up reactive parent in the dictionary, you might see a picture of me. So I'm a little afraid, even <laughs> as I ask this question, right? The poster child for reactive parenting. How can we use, so no, let's start here. What do you mean by reactive parenting? I know what I mean. I mean um, snapping. I mean uh, falling into old patterns. I mean that when I'm caught by surprise or when I'm especially like um, stressed, I am not always a great mom. That's what I mean when I think of reactive parenting. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean all of that. And then some, you know, are we're, when we're, reactive, we're not making conscious choices about how to respond. We're not being responsible. We're being reactive. And it really kind of comes down to our, our nervous system and our, you know, just all human beings. We are, we're wired for survival. We're wired for survival, not for, for happiness or being present. We're wired to notice what threats are, are, here in our environment that could affect our system. And that's the, that's the system in our bodies that is fully developed. The only system in our bodies, one of the only systems that's fully developed at birth. And so it's, it's really strong in us to be looking for threats. And so that the nervous system's always doing that. And so when it's something, you know, that, uh, that behavior feels uncomfortable, we start to get stressed that, that nervous systems seeing our environment and our child as a threat to our survival and, and, and triggers responses in our body, you know, unconsciously that, that, that make us reactive. You know, it's no one wakes up in the morning and says, "Hmm, you know, I think I'm going to just like yell at my child at three o'clock today. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's like, this is how, how we react from our conditioning and from our nervous system. So it's, it, it can happen instantaneously and unconsciously, 
which sounds really like like terrible. <laughs> so what do we do about it? It's instantaneous and unconscious. But there are practices that that study the nervous system, that study the mind, study the heart. And so we can start to building a, we can start to build a muscle of non-reactivity and a muscle of being more present and not reacting to the, the, the push and pull of the, the sort of storms and winds that inter- are inside that are pushing and pulling us. Can you share an example of one of those practices? I'm just, I'm asking for a friend, you know, for, <laughs> it's for radio, for education. <laughs> well, when I think about these practices and the, you know, in mindful parenting, we talk about like this, the method and the first, the first step of the first step is calming our reactivity. Right. And, and it, it kind of comes in two forms and the one form is building a long-term muscle because you know, you don't send your kid to like the little league world series without them ever having gone to a practice or (laughs) done, you know, had coaching and built that muscle memory or any of that. Right. And so we can't go into our difficult moment with our kids and expect ourselves to just like choose a different response without ever, ever having built that muscle. So it's very much the same thing. So we build, you know, so in mindful parenting, we build a practice that builds that muscle day in and day out steadily. So that starts to calm our reactivity in general overall. But then in those moments, we can use what we know about the mind-body system to calm our reactivity in those moments. And one of the simplest, um, one of the one of the simplest ways is, well, there's two very simple ways I'll share with you. One of the simplest is so simple that's cliche, but it's cliche because it works like those deep, slow breaths do. uh, They really do. They teach them to the, you know, to the Marines because they calm the nervous system to, to, to slow us down. And then the, the other thing we can do is to, um, so we can engage the body to change the mind, but we can also engage the mind to change the body. So as we're getting to that, difficult point. We're starting to get annoyed. We can start to, Dan Siegel calls this name it to tame it. Like to, we start to label those things out loud. I'm feeling really frustrated right now. I'm starting to feel really irritated right now. And that does a number of really good things. It provides just acknowledging your own state. It provides a level of relief for you. But it also is like this bell of mindfulness inside to say, oh, I'm going down that path. (laughs) I need to do some, take some actions to calm my nervous system stress response. So you may take those big deep breaths or hide in the bathroom and lock the door and splash water on your face or whatever, um, use a mantra to calm yourself. But the third thing it does that's really wonderful is that it models for our kids healthy emotional regulation. It models healthy emotional intelligence and models that this is normal and you show your kids how you take care of your, your big feelings. And so it does a number of things all at once. And I love what you said about how mindful parenting helps create mindful children, because a lot of the patterns that we use in parenting are patterns that come from how we were parented. 
And one of the best things about mindfulness, at least for me, is that when we're present, right, when we're being mindful, it opens the possibility of change. And when we're not present and when we're not mindful, there really isn't that possibility of change. So that's beautiful to me. Yeah, exactly. We can have a choice, you know, mm-hmm. we can have a choice of how we respond if we if we don't we don't, we're not forced to react by our biology and it, it takes some time, but it is possible. And then what that is, is a real freedom. There's a real freedom, not just in your parenting, but this mindfulness practice, it affects your, you know, I think of it as the superpower that we parents need, but it really affects every part of your life, which is like a, a great bonus. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Hunter Clark Fields. Her new book is Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind confident kids. You can find out more about Hunter and her work at mindfulmamamentor.com. One of the things I liked best in the book, and the listeners know I love books that are practical, right? There's stuff for me to do, and there's exercises, and there's examples. One of the things I like best in the book are the like the communication dialogues. Here's the situation. Here's what the people might say to each other. Can you talk a little bit about how you learn and practice that skillful communication and how we can maybe do that too? Yeah, it's hard sometimes. It's very hard to change our language sometimes because the language that we teach in Mindful Parenting, Raising Good Humans, is it's almost like a a new language, right? So you translate your old unskillful language in your head into this new language. Um, And it takes time and practice, just like any new skill. It takes time and practice. And we have to also give ourselves permission to be kind of bad at it at first and be Hmm. a little unskillful. but, you know, one of the examples is, you know, what we, you know, I talk about weight, things that we want to avoid, right, in communication. And one thing we do with kids a lot is um, dismiss their feelings. We do it kind of all the time, well-meaning, you know, um, oh, it'll be okay. It's okay. Don't cry. Don't worry about it. You know, you can imagine the little toddler who hurts him or herself in the playground and, you know, you're okay. You're fine. Don't cry. Right. And a really simple change for that can be just like, just acknowledging, just like we would acknowledge our own feelings. And that provides relief for us. Acknowledging our kids' feelings provides relief for them oh, ow, I bet that hurt. Mm -hmm. And then oftentimes it's like, yep, okay, that was it. (laughs) That's all it takes to help a child like to, to recover is just really be seen and heard. Um, But we often want to skip that step because we're uncomfortable or it's just our habit to dismiss those feelings. And it becomes our habit because we have practiced dismissing that for ourselves too. Doesn't it? We tell ourselves, this is okay. It's not a big deal. What's the matter? Stop being such a big baby. We talk that way to ourselves. Yeah, sadly, it's true. And one thing that's really important to understand is that that inner voice comes out eventually. (laughs) It comes out. Um, Sometimes parents think, oh, I can just love my children and, and be great with them um, and treat myself internally like terribly, you know, have this harsh inner voice. It really, the work that I talk about in raising good humans and in mindful parenting is 
is the inner work that really it, it takes to, we have to reparent ourselves in some ways. You know, we have to learn to soothe ourselves, learn to offer ourselves compassion, offer ourselves kindness. And that's not just like a nice thing to do, <laughs> even though it is, <laughs> it actually allows us to grow and learn much more quickly and more effectively than any, than being harsh does. Because, you know, if you think about it, you're learning skillful communication, new skills or, or a practice. And, and, you know, you say you're learning to respond in a new way and you, inevitably because you're human make a mistake and mess up if you're harsh to yourself you're not going to want to step outside your comfort zone and grow anymore but if you give yourself a soft landing and you offer yourself some compassion you're actually able to then step outside your comfort zone again and again and again and you grow and change and transform much more quickly mm. how can listeners get in touch with you? How can they connect? Because you've got the book and the podcast and there's teaching and coaching. How can they find out more about everything you offer? Sure. Uh, it's uh, You can find me at mindfulmamamentor.com. There's some some free uh, resources there and you can find the Mindful Mama podcast there and all the, the back episodes. And um, yeah, and you can see the behind the scenes of my life on Instagram, <laughs> mindful my mentor. <laughs> Is it really behind the scenes of your life? I would be tempted to fake that because I don't think anyone wants to say, it's messy in my life. Well, I, I have to ask permission of my kids from any photo that they, I put up. So, uh, so they, they give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down if they're kids photos, but so oh. we don't get the terrible ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So for someone listening who is wanting to make this change and is not quite sure where to start, what's the simplest? We're going to focus on the breath. Is there another simple thing that they can do? Something you can leave them with that they can do maybe right now when they finish listening to the podcast? Sure. Just take 10 breaths. They don't have to be deep or slow or anything. Just count out 10 breaths as you're sitting in your seat today and then maybe try it again tomorrow and see if you can do it for you know a week and just see how that feels and when that you can imagine that effect multiplied out and you'll you'll get started on the path if you were imagining yourself in the voice of a child talking to her parent what do kids right now want their parents to know they want their parents to know that their stress affects them, that their anxiety affects them, that having a parent who's, who's calmer, who's happier, who's not in a rush, who can really listen, that's really what they need. I think that's what kids want for sure. Hunter, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insight. And there's so much humor in this too. And I really appreciate this. Thank you for sharing this with us today. Thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate it. That is Hunter Clark Fields. Her new book is Raising Good Humans, A Mindful Guide to Breaking the Cycle of Reactive Parenting and Raising Kind, Confident Kids. You can find out more about Hunter and check out her podcast at mindfulmamamentor.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and find out what's coming up next on this radio program. I also want to direct your attention over to Open Peaceful Heart 
Com. There's a place where you can stream 15-minute guided meditations. And if you choose, be part of, I would say it's new, but it's been going on for a few years now. Gosh, three years now, maybe four. Um, part of a monthly free 15-minute guided meditation call that brings people together from all over the world who want to gather to focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can find out more about that at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.